happens when Will Smith smacks somebody yeah. is now all of a sudden everyone thinks they can just walk around tackling Dave Chappelle or whatever they're doing. Uh, so big news that just dropped. I don't know when you guys are going to be hearing this, but it just dropped. Like we found out a few minutes ago. Um, Room 101 has been sold to STG, Scandinavian Tobacco Group. This is the same company that runs CI, you know, the, their their stores, and it's the same company that owns General Cigars. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Matt Booth, my dear friend, and we're smoking these Room 101 Payback Maduros, the 2020 Cigar of the Year? Or 2019? 19. 2019. Mm, Our Cigar of the Year, right? Was it? I think it was number one. No, it was, the, oh, it was ours, yeah. Yeah, it was the first was year. It, was it? It was nine. No, no it was the 20. First, I'm sorry. It was 20, yeah, because 19 was My the bad. H. Upman slash the Tricky Traka. Yes, this was 2020. This was sorry, 19. Yeah. This is 1920. This is 2020's uh, our number one cigar of the year. Because, um, yeah, I was, this was a bundle I was thinking about. Mm-hmm. Greg kept pushing, like, oh, you know, at your wedding, bring this because it's affordable. There's a lot. And this was made at STG. This was yeah. made at their, at their Honduran factory. So... What makes it for me, like what, what makes this news so big for, for everyone out there, even for like me. So like, what does this move mean? Good, I don't, bad, like, I don't know. I don't, you know, Matt's a friend of mine. I don't want to speak out of turn yeah. about like what, you know, what his thoughts were. Um, I mean, I think one of the best cigars he's released since his comeback has come out of that factory. So in that way, it's a good move. So I think it's a good move that way. I don't I don't want to say that there was trouble with him and Robert Caldwell, but I know like a lot of, you know, he was very tight with Robert and they were doing a lot of stuff together when Matt first came back in the industry. Uh, but then I, he started getting distributed by somebody else. A lot of his brands that were originally made at William Ventura started to be made elsewhere, like the Death Bucket moved from William Ventura to, I believe, Hoya. So he's he's been like branching out and where he's getting his stuff made. So, um, I, I, I don't know. I'm going to talk to him. He's, he said he was going to call me today. So I'm going to talk to him and find out, uh, what his reasonings were. Uh, I will say historically, you know, the outcome he, and he's Matt staying on as creative director. Um, which, what does that, what does that mean when it comes to cigars? I guess it's like- kind of like, he's, he's kind of like still running it, but you know, I guess STG, gets a majority he's he gets a salary now i would assume i have no idea i would assume he gets a salary now stg gets the money from the cigars but he probably has i would imagine he worked out a pretty solid deal in terms of his creative control over the brand i'm 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 probably pretty sure that they're like yeah you can do whatever you want and you have full access to our resources now to do it um but they just make the money off and he gets a salary Or, or they worked out something else i don't know i don't know what the deal would have been but uh, STG Generals Cigars, yeah, whatever you want to, whatever you want to call them, they have an interesting history in this space of buying brands, uh, buying boutique niche brands, and sometimes it turns out well, sometimes it doesn't. I mean, it's it's going to be an opinion based thing, so that's why this is interesting to me. So they bought. La Gloria Cubana from Ernesto Perez Carrillo, which, you know, we covered when uh, was that was here. Had it work out for that. Well, and they did a very similar thing. They kept Ernesto on as like a creative director and he still made the cigars for him. But then I guess when he left, they shifted production. 
that's still a very good brand. I like the what's the what's the one that they just released? The uh, Medio Tiempo, I think, was yeah. was probably one of the best lug Lurays I've had in years. But it's just become a vastly different brand from what it was under Ernesto. CAO, that's a brand that's had its ups and downs. You know, that was originally, you know, John Huber worked there. He was like one of the mm -hmm. creative directors for that, uh, for that company. And then they got bought out by uh by general, you know, 2006, 2005, something like that. John talked about it before. And they had some it, it had a really weird period before Ricky Rodriguez really took the reins and you know, did the Amazon, added more great things to the World Series, but before that, you know, there was a lot of hit and misses with CAO. They bought Taranio cigars. I think they've totally phased that brand out and like the family the Toronto family was working for them for a while now I know Jack is working for I think Espinosa if I'm not mistaken but they just you know and Toronto had good cigars man and I, they just ended up I think there's like a couple left a couple brands of them might still like I'm not sure I haven't seen them in a while so their history with doing this is spotty but I think that Matt is a creative genius he's a he's a madman in the best sense of the word i don't think he would do this as a sellout i think he just saw this as a great opportunity and like why wouldn't you, you know, that's that's you know it's one of the reasons you build a brand is to kind of get it to a point where you know bigger companies are interested in it and i'm sure he's worked out a very great deal in terms of letting him have control over mm -hmm. that brand you know so um if and and also those companies you know general and Altidus, those big companies have gotten so much better at working with these kind of companies and utilizing different tobaccos, not just relying on their same blends that they have for years and years and years. I mean, uh, Dion Illusione just did, I think, like a new Hoyo for them. So, yeah. Um, something I would like to see Altidus do a little bit more. I mean, they've they've done obviously amazing work. I've been such a big fan of everything they've done with AJ and Placencia, but I would love for them to, you know, to give a shot at one of these guys, like so one of your small, like, you know, like let Alec and Bradley do a Henry Clay. Like, That'd be interesting. You know, give, yeah, give, yeah. give somebody, you know, give Nick Melillo, you know, poor light on Yaga, you know, give those guys a chance. You know, you're obviously not going to do it with your three big brands. Like it's just not going to happen. You're not going to give anybody, uh, anybody that's not like, you know, Placencia and AJ aside, you're not going to give a smaller guy like a Monte Cristo to play around. No. With. You're not going to give a smaller guy a Romeo. You're not going to give him H. Upman. Maybe H. Upman. Eh, that'd be a tough sell. But you're just not going to do it, which I understand. But I would love to see, um, just because like it, it doesn't hurt you. You know, like especially if they and you got to you got to verify that the cigar is good and that you like the creative. And then after that, you're getting this in the hands of a demographic that. Never bought from Altidus before, or doesn't really buy from Altidus. Um, that's why I do think it is kind of smart what CI is doing. Like I said, the Illusione, not CI, General, um, with the Illusione Hoyo and and with Matt. I think it's a smart move on their part. So now that it's now that you know STG or General has acquired Room One Hundred One, what is that? What is that like? Who's going to be having their hands? I guess in the melting pot more I now. hope nobody you think it just I, is uh, I'm just buying this company and we're going to keep it as is, is I it? hope yeah I hope it's a Joe Rogan Spotify situation where it's like here's a hundred million dollars we just want exclusivity 
Um, I really, and I don't think Matt would, you know, if they try to come out and, and make him make some like generic thing and they just want to put the room. I mean, that's kind of what happened with Davidoff. He had trouble working with Davidoff. Um, oh, Matt. Yeah. So Davidoff, or so originally room 101 was tied in with Camacho when Camacho was owned by the Arroyos, like Christian Aroa. And then when they sold Camacho, he kind of, I guess he was automatically under contract. I don't know how the situation worked, but he worked with Davidoff because it was like they basically bought the factories and bought the brand names that Camacho utilized. And he just had a tough time with them. And listen, I get both points of view. Room 101 is not a Davidoff brand. Um, mm-hmm. Although they do some, some like Room 101-esque stuff with Camacho, but, you know, they wouldn't allow him in the stores in like Europe, but he couldn't let anybody like it was a whole thing. It was a whole thing. I don't want to get into too much, but it was just like it was not a great uh, relationship for for either party. So Matt's definitely learned from that. And I'm sure he has retained a certain amount of control uh, over the brand and like why they would buy that and then ruin it. But like and and not lean into what it is and try to make, oh this is gonna be the the room one hundred and one Connecticut regular thing and it's just like a regular thing with like a regular logo and a regular box. Uh, I, I, the room one hundred and one fans would be like I'm not, I don't want this. Yeah. this is not, I want something crazy with like you know Matt naked on a cigar band and it's some crazy blend. You know like that's what they want and that's so I, I mean we'll see. Um, I'm also interested to see. Uh, in terms of manufacturing, right now he has brands that are made by a few different companies. He has one made at Hoya. He has one made by AJ. I think he still has some made by William Ventura. Is all that going to move? Are they still going to get those brands made in those places? I'm, you know, I'm, I want to, I want to ask him these things. And it, they what, would probably go based on who has. I, I guess it would be. When you collaborate with someone, I'm guessing you have a you have a contract, right? I'm assuming. I don't. Yeah, probably for you. I mean, it's, yeah, you send out a PO. For yeah, like, this is what so, I want. So, would it be depending on who has more of the percentage of like the like the rights to the cigar? No, or? the rights are all his. He he contracts out, meaning like they're like if if we. So if he wants to collaborate out, with you, let's say, like the company that makes our general alternatives, yeah. they can't just make. If we decide to stop making them, they can't just start making them. It's our brand. Gotcha. Okay. All so right. when he makes Room 101 at a factory, if he wanted to move production or let's say he didn't want to make that brand anymore, they just can't keep making that brand. You know, they can't just keep making Room 101 gotcha. or whatever. It's his, it's his brand. Um, and I they, for I mean, I don't know exactly how that kind of, I mean, I know how it works for us in terms of a retailer maybe getting a private label made. Maybe it's similar. But we usually do it just like on an amount basis, and then we see you know how the sales are doing, and then if we want to put in another order, okay. So I, he might do it yearly. He might you know like twenty thousand cigars a year from this for this brand. Like I don't I don't know how it's all worked out, uh, but I'm interested to see if he just fully picks up production and moves it. Um, that's that's an interesting thing that's been going on. Alec and Bradley did that with the Gatekeeper. Just because Ernesto had gotten so overworked, and after the two number one ratings, he had just didn't have you know he we we're, we've been short on an EPC for two years, three years now. It's it's tough for him, and so they probably weren't getting, and it was a mutual decision. Um, they probably just weren't getting the amount of 
attention that they wanted on that brand or they weren't getting, you know, he wasn't able to fulfill the orders in the time that they needed. So they moved production to another factory. And it's the same, same brand and they try to keep the blend the same because usually with the tobacco, sometimes the manufacturers have it, but a lot of times you're kind of working with tobacco brokers. Okay. Um, so like uh, Steve Saka for Dunbarton, he... Like, he doesn't just go to Hoya and be like, I want to make something that's like this. Do you have this tobacco? I'm sure they have some of the tobacco that he wants, but he procures it himself and then just gets it sent to there, shows him how he wants it rolled, and they roll it. You know, Steve handles actually a lot of that stuff. Dude, I, I would love to either sit down and just talk with a manufacturer or like document, like literally like start to finish. I know it would take over 15 minutes, 12 yeah. to eight or like 12. Well, I don't know. This, telling me how it is, but like seeing like, all right, how do we do the concept? All right, what if we want these tobaccos? Who we want to collaborate with? Because it's such a – we talked about – I'm sure I've mentioned this in the past few episodes. It's just interesting to me because now it's like I'm looking at it as, all right, if he's – if Room 101 is getting acquired by this company, like what now on these – you know, if a new Room 101 cigar comes out, like will it have the STG logo? Will it have, you know, like will they have more say in it than – than Matt does. It's just, you just kind of, for me, like I said, I'm still very new. I'm just, these are things I'm very, very interested in because to me, I don't, you know, it seems like this is a massive move, but like, it, I don't know if it would just be, if it's the right move for Matt in the, at this time in his career, you know? In terms of the right time, that logistical issues right now, uh, the, backlog of cigar orders for a lot of companies because of this kind of boom we're going through time to hitch your wagon to a big company oh, yeah. with a shit ton of resources do you and think, deep pockets do you think he reached out to them do you think it was mutual ah. they went to him when he worked with them on the big payback a couple of years ago i'm sure that they started as, I, I don't know who made the first comment it might have even started as a joke who knows but that's probably when this started and he probably just had a very good experience i think he worked with sean williams okay. a little bit or uh, at least they were, I know that yeah. they went to the factory together. So um, what's really cool is, and I didn't even think about this until right this moment. They lost Ricky. Yeah. And now they got Matt. It's kind of like they did a trade with yeah. the universe. So that might have been a reason why that could, you think Ricky's news of I him leaving Matt was like, ooh. I don't know if I don't. I, I, if it was somebody's reason, I would think it would be STGs. Okay, all I think right. it would be generals. Like, all right, we lost a personality. Let's gain a personality um, who also like knows the blending yeah. and the thing and has a successful portfolio. Um, and so, I mean, I don't think that is the reason, but like I said, it is. That's, it is evening out in the universe. Uh, that Ricky just started. What is yeah. it called? Tampa, it Tampa t something. Is it Tampa cigar? It might be called Tampa East Tampa. Yeah, I'd have to look really yeah. quickly. Uh, so it, it is a cool and listen, I love Ricky and I love Matt. I like generally both of them are such amazing, generous, smart guys. It, but in terms of their style, they couldn't be more different. So it is a cool transition we're going to see, um, especially from a company like General, who is very similar to Altidus in that um, they've adapted their blends and some of their designs to the kind of the modern industry, but they have yet to go like, I mean, I guess general did it with that, that punch Chinese. Oh yeah. One, which, well, Ricky uh, Rodriguez, um, West Tampa tobacco company. 
I knew there was a direction based in, based in obviously Tampa that was announced yeah. um, about a month ago. Yeah, I knew May that. Uh, I knew that there was a direction. It was like East Tampa or South yeah. Tampa. Justin, did you have a question? So with Room One Hundred and One, what's their persona? Matt is. I'll give you a little history on Matt. Matt was a United States Marine. I believe he served in Okinawa, not during World War II, obviously. Uh, but he was stationed in Okinawa. And then I believe he was a musician in L.A. and then was a jewelry designer, still is a jewelry designer. Um, the Room 101 brand is not, I don't want to say goth, that's not the right term, but it's like edgy, uh, like Guy Fieri wears his stuff. He's very close friends with Guy Fieri. Um, Chuck Liddell wears his stuff. Um, Chad Ochocinco wears his stuff. So, uh, oh, uh, uh, in Sons of Anarchy, uh, Charlie Hunman wore like some Room 101 jewelry. So it's like that. I don't know what that style would be called. Not necessarily biker, but it's like Japanese themed, cool metal jewelry. Uh, and I think some of that, uh, especially the Japanese theme, he really pulls into a lot of his cigars but sometimes it's also just like nonsense stuff you know like the the death bucket which didn't even have a name it was matt booth's head coming out of a bucket of fried chicken was on the band that's pretty funny um, we had one called the untitled project that was like him in like a bowl of ramen noodles you know he's just and and you know then he has uh he's just like a he's he's a, a creative and it always works out like it might be totally different than the room 101 that came out before and the one that's going to come out after it but each of his brands work um, he really knows the industry, uh, really knows his tobacco now. Um, and he's, he's honestly for a guy who like kind of looks intimidating. He has like the long hair where like, wears like kind of skateboard clothes, tattoos everywhere, big beard. Uh, I don't think you can honestly meet a nicer guy. He is probably one of the sweetest guys in the industry, um, has treated me with respect since even before, I, when I were working in the store, he treated me with the utmost respect. And I wasn't even, there's some guys who work in stores who are like known store guys. Yeah. Maybe they're popular on social media or whatever. They, they're in the forums. I wasn't even like a known store guy. He was just super nice to me. He was my first uh, interview. Was Matt Booth. And it, uh, I guess it's on Vimeo now. Did we have those old, old videos on Vimeo? The old, old ones? Uh, we might. You we should might. bring that. We should do like a retro Thursday or something. Every <laughs> yeah. Thursday, release like an bring old, old. I like that an old video back. Yeah, but I wore like I thought I was trying to wear. I thought I should wear like a suit. I wore like a pink shirt with like a black vest, and a black tie, like a pink button shirt. And there was this Matt in like a t-shirt. His hair was spiked like a Super Saiyan. He had crazy hair. He had like a goatee. Uh, and he was just. We had a great interview. He was so. I would. You know, I was twenty four at the time. Um. Just incredibly accommodating. Always love love working with him on stuff. So I'm very happy. Um, I actually want to read. He posted on Instagram today, and I just kind of want to read um, his statement. Just so maybe we get a little uh, more informazione. So let's see what he said here. You may have heard already, but I wanted to confirm personally that Scandinavian Tobacco Group has acquired the Room 101 cigar brand. This is an arrangement that will empower the Room 101 cigar brand far beyond what we could are ourselves as a humble family-owned company. Great strides have been taken to ensure, above all else, that the brand's authentic soul, core philosophies, and brand spirit will remain intact and true to its original form. 
I remain the caretaker and creative director of this brand to help support that the growth and further expansion of Room 101 Cigars will be managed with care and respect, and that our brand will remain true to its core, and my new partners at STG share this vision with me for the brand. Our cigars will continue to be manufactured with our existing factory partners, that answers one of the questions, in the same craft spirit. To our loyal brand soldiers, I want to say thank you for being the forever fire that has brought us this far. I am so grateful for your continued belief and support. Most importantly, I'm looking forward to sharing the next decade and beyond with you. This is a win for us as a brand, as a family, and for our brand soldiers. Let's get more cylindrical dead plant matter deep into our mouth holes in 2022 and beyond. See you out there. So I think it's a, I think it's a win for him. Nice, yeah. Yeah, I think it's a win for him. <clears throat> I don't think he would post that if it wasn't. I don't think he would do it if it wasn't. That's true. You know, Matt's, Matt's the kind of guy, he's a... He's an entrepreneur. If the brand wasn't doing well for one reason or another, I don't think he would sell out. I think he would find a way to make it better. I think it's the brand is going really, really well right now. So we decided to capitalize on that while still getting to be in charge of the brand. Um, so we'll see. I, I don't know if it's going to be like a thing like Ernesto where maybe he stays with them for a little bit and then he leaves in like five years and goes to do his own thing. I don't know why he would. The Ernesto thing was like he kind of retired and then his kids were like, you should come back yeah. and like do a thing. Uh, Matt's not going to retire anytime soon, I don't think. I mean, he's only between the ages of 35 and 55. I really can't tell. He has a very mysterious, like a samurai aura to him that he's like, he never, <laughs> yeah. he never ages, but he's always been this age. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I've, I've never met him and I would love to. you never met Matt so Booth? Much. I oh. mean, I wouldn't count, I guess, virtually meeting him. Yes, I... Hopped on a virtual call when him I was just Greg sitting back a, there and taking notes. Yeah, him and Greg. Him and Greg had a love affair. When, yeah. when, when Greg, when I introduced him at the, that year we went to the trade show, Greg was like, that's the coolest guy I've ever met. <laughs> he was so enamored with oh, him. His, I, his PCA video or interview you do with him was hilarious because I think he is, that was the first year he did PCA in a while, right? Yeah, that was he, him. he is one of the tougher people to interview in terms of if you just want a straightforward, informative thing. <laughs> hey, but they are tell. they are so fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember one year, and this was towards the the end of his tenure with Davidoff, and he was just he was just releasing like not and he he claimed he knows he's admitted it that like it was garbage and he was just like contractually obligated. Um, so he had these really weird brands. He had like the Johnny Tobacco Knot, we had like an astronaut on the box. Um, which I think he brought that back. Like some of these, he like he brought back the names, but like is getting them, you know, remanufactured. But uh, so when I was interviewing him at that trade show, and I think I I was on my own. I think I had like a an iPad and a GoPro. You know, I didn't know what I was doing, but I was asking about Johnny Tobacco, and he was like making up story. Like, oh, the tobacco was carried down by like a fleet of donkeys who then like make love in a baseball stadium, and like that's how the cigar. Like he was just making stuff up. So it's like talking to Justin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we get along, we might clash, or we may. I don't know. Um, well, it's just so funny yeah. that he's that Matt is just by his personality. I never met him. Is like he's really good, like he's best friend or really good friends with Guy Fieri. That's funny to me because Guy Fieri is like a national treasure. I'm actually right? mad that Guy Fieri didn't, but Guy Fieri is also close with Eric Espinosa. But I'm kind of mad that he didn't make his cigar with Matt Booth. You think he ever will? I mean, he made, oh, he he made one made, with Espinosa. Okay. He has, it's, we have it. It's no, the, no, no. Do you think he'll ever make one with Matt Bruce? I don't know. I think it was uh, like a, 
I don't know. I, I I was on that Zoom call with him that one time. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, like over like a year and a half. It was like right before right before Thanksgiving. Yeah, 2021. 2020. 2020. Was that why did it seem so? Yeah, we, we were home. Closer. We were home. Okay. It was, it uh, we were like home was, for a thing. It was. Yeah, I was. I remember that. I was dating a girl at the time, and I wasn't dating her this year. I was dating her last year. Gotcha. So yeah, it was like November of 2020, and. I didn't like talk to him at all. They were like, it was uh, Espinosa was like hosting this big live event. People like, you know, hundreds of people were watching and we were doing a deal with them and he wanted me to speak about the deal. And like, you know, I'm a, I guess I'm semi known in the industry, but I was to follow Guy Fieri. And so like Guy Fieri just like hops on, talks about, he has a huge humidor, go to all this stuff. They, Town, they announced, man. they announced the cigar. They announced that they're doing a cigar together. And it's like, all right, thanks guy. All right, now we got Nick Labretti from JR. And I'm just like, hi. Like, what do you what do you want me to do here? That was Guy Fieri. Are you setting me up? Yeah. Like, you know, listen, in in the excuse me, in the land of celebrities, you know, he's not uh, a Robert Downey Jr., but in like the cigar industry, you get Guy Fieri. Yeah. Like, that's a big deal. I mean, it's flavor town, baby. It is. There was one comedian who's a really funny bit about like why why do people hate Guy Fieri? Wait, people he's, hate him? Oh yeah. Oh, not like, but I think it's more that ironic, like why people oh, hate Nickelback. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but he makes a comment about Nickelback as well. But the guy's like, he's done nothing but like follow his dreams and like does good by everyone. He gives small businesses like a huge free marketing push with his TV show. He buys popcorn machines for underprivileged schools so they can fundraise. Like he's like a really good dude. He's like, but what? Because he wears flames on his shirt. Like we want to kill him. He's a, he was a, he was he was very nice like he was you know Flavor Town USA Justin mm. have you ever been I've been to a few Flavor Town USA's spread out all across the nation when I went down to Houston I went to um, uh, I forgot what the place was called but when I got brisket they had his thing he was there he was there nice he was there during the pan- pandemic he went to. Uh, one of the diners, I think it's not Randolph. Jefferson Diner. Jefferson Diner, yeah. yeah, yeah I, I grew, I grew up it. there, and the, the, his red car was out there. I don't know what that diner's deal is, though, because I remember one Christmas, like we always used to get diner breakfast for Christmas. I'd pick it up on my way to my parents' house. And when they moved to Sparta, I'm like, oh, I'll get Jefferson Diner. And they just don't pick up the phone. And I'm like, maybe it's because it was Christmas, they were closed or they were busy. I've called that diner several. I mean, like they're open. Like they have cars yeah. in the parking lot. I called that diner. I've been there only once, but I've called that diner several times. They never answer the phone. But the Jefferson Diner is like I used to go there all the time. They're it's, like uh, they're like TikTok. They're a top tier yeah. traditional yeah. diner. You whereas, wouldn't think so. Whereas the one like West Essex Diner that's opened up in in Fairfield is a very good semi. Like they have the classics. They have a lot, like a lot of new age stuff. But TikTok and Jefferson are like. Top, top tier notch, yeah. uh traditional diners yeah the way they look and and then the food is yeah, like food, great yeah. big portions they have a huge menu with like there's like a lot of not like no one's getting the steak diane yeah you know? i took that diner for granted like i said that was like five minutes from my house everyone goes there now but yeah when guy fury went there it was everyone was like oh my god who was the uh who's the guy that eats a lot of food oh man versus food yes. that was a good show what was Ant- no the one guy left and they got another guy who I also thought was, I, mean, I just want to see people eat a gross amount of food. I don't care what their name is, but they had another guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, and then the comedian said like, you know, we all make fun of Guy Fieri, yet we all always praised Anthony Bourdain and he looks like the kind of guy who would be mean to dogs. 
I think this was before he uh, he passed. <laughs> we but, mean to dogs. Yeah. Um, so so what, yeah, what do you think this means now? From like in five years, or let's say two, three years, what do you what are you going to be? I can't. I don't. Expecting even, I can't or, even speculate because I don't know what his plan is. If his plan is, I want to be with this brand for a long time, and this is just a good move for me and the brand, I can see him still being there. If this is just like a. I'm just here in a transitional phase for a year or two, and then I'm going to get out of the cigar industry or I'm going to go do another cigar brand. I just wanted to kind of challenge my creative juices. I don't know what he's going to do. Um, I'm interested to see not not the next cigar that he does, that, that, that that's because it's probably already been in the works with someone. Like the first official release under the STG banner. Um, I'm going to be very interested to see what it looks like, how it smokes. Um after meeting AJ Fernandez and Robert Caldwell, and and just knowing about Matt Booth, it was always interesting that them them three made a cigar together because they seem very. Well, Robert Caldwell and Matt Booth seem a little bit more similar, but like so so much different from AJ. Robert so was I thought like the that was a really interesting. Robert's the yeah. middleman in that because Robert is like similar to Matt, but Robert also is similar to. AJ he speaks fluent Spanish. He grew up in like a Miami. He's he's not Cuban, but he grew up in a Miami up, yeah, yeah. Cuban area. So he knew the culture very well. So he was kind of like the. But then also you got to look at somebody like John Huber and you know Ernesto Perez Carrillo. Yeah, you know John is basically like a Matt, but he's not as uh, uh, quirky as Matt, but similar kind of guy yeah. in that in that style. Like a Pete Johnson kind yep. of guy, and look at Pete Johnson and Pepin. You know, these are that's these, interesting. These, that's actually a good these point. These cool yeah. tattooed musician rock and roll guys, and these like legendary the, Spanish yeah. general, Hispanic gentlemen, Cuban gentlemen. Years upon years of like family yeah. working in tobacco. Yeah, these and then you have yeah, these guys look like they're from from I don't know, audio slave or something. Yeah. You know, no, they were but all, they make some great, great. They, I don't know about together. John. I gotta ask John, but Matt and. Pete Johnson were both in bands. Pete Johnson was a bassist in a rock band. Matt, I think, played guitar or maybe drums in a rock band. And you have Michael um, Herklotz who plays music. Like uh, it seems that's like that's it's why all, I said I uh, want to get a cigar jam session going. Yeah, you gotta get a, a, a jam band. It would probably be terrible. They would probably all be like they're all playing different kinds of music. Mike's playing like a nice little like you know jazz beat. Mike and Raphael, yeah, yeah. playing. Raphael's jazz. playing the violin. He's uh he's classically trained on a I think I think he plays the violin and the piano, uh Raphael. Wow. Yeah. 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 So uh, we shall see. But we uh, wanted to smoke this this Room One Hundred One Big Payback. The original. This is so this is Big Payback Maduro. The original Big Payback that he released back when he was with Davidoff. That was still that was also a very good cigar, uh, and that was like six bucks. What was the? Um, I don't remember what the blend was. On that. I don't remember. It wasn't a Connecticut, was it? He released a Connecticut version. He released a Connecticut version of this as well. Okay. I can't, but I can't remember what the blend on that one was, but um, yeah, I'll, I'll talk to him at some point today, and uh, we'll try to get him. Um, uh, I would love to get him in studio, but he lives uh, he, he he lives in Los Angeles now. No, or? he lives in like Washington State now. Oh, like wow, in the right. woods. I remember my first time uh, like doing a Zoom call with him after like right in, like in COVID, and I hadn't seen him in a while, and he was like at some like bunker in the middle of like like where Twin Peaks took place. Like that's what it looked like. I could smell the pine through that's the phone. Great. Yeah, uh, he's such a great guy. I'm so I'm, I'm happy. Yeah, I would if love this to is, meet him. If, uh, man, it would. It's something. It's. I don't think we're gonna get approved for a trip to Washington State. But. Yeah, I would love to meet him somehow. If he's ever on the road for something or on the, yeah. on the East Coast, 
I used to have a lot of his jewelry too. I mean, in, in old videos of mine, you could say I had I had the dog tags, I had the bracelets. I was a I was a punk rocker. I don't know he what he seems I was. to really have lived the full life. Yeah, and he's and he's, he was a marine. Yeah, happily married right? as, a, as a, a kid. He's a, he's a great. I remember one time he didn't when his kid was a baby, maybe maybe up to a year old, something like that. Uh, he didn't bring him to the trade show like floor. But we were in like the casino, like by the shops, like leaving a dinner once. And I, and I went to go say hi to him. And he had like the baby like strapped to like his chest and like the thing. But like when the baby's facing out, like yeah. one of those things. And he referred to him as my attorney. <laughs> he was like, oh, I just had a dinner meeting with my attorney. <laughs> um, as I've met his wife once. She's very nice. Uh, he's just, just, he's really good people. So um, it and, sounds like it's all good news. So I'm happy for yeah. him. Yeah. Anything else you got, Chris? I thought that was a nice little yeah, that was nice. nice little story. I, I'm, like Nick said, we found out about this right before recording. So um like it gave I us said, a great give us a great topic. Yeah. I'm really, really I am happy for him. And you know, I, I didn't know he made an Instagram post. I just read it while you were reading it. So it sounds like it's all good news for him, and I'm excited to see what the what 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 comes from it. He also does a gin. He has a I gin. I saw that. He does jewelry, gin, cigars. Room Room One Hundred One Gin is just yeah, called and, right. Uh, yeah. Foundation did a gin. I don't know if they really did it, but like uh, for the High Clear Castle. Uh, so I guess the whoever the brand manager is, who who was basically like the middleman between the royalty and Nick Melillo, they came out with like a High Clear Castle gin. I feel like you see a lot of trends like that. Like, yeah, like what a is lot gin? of celebrities are doing like alcohol. Alcohol. I, now, I do. It. If I was famous, I would absolutely do an alcohol. Like I'm rewatching Entourage, and. Turtle got into like like <laughs> aviato or, or some type of gin, um, and I love how in the show. I know we're going off for a second, but in, in the show, if you were to work on TV, you were like a hack actor. Now, like TV, is HBO like, changed uh, all that. Yeah, H HBO yeah. changed all. Yeah, that. but I love how they were joking about that. But yeah, um, but yeah, no, everyone seems to be getting into like like I guess what the rock. I'm trying Ryan to think of like the most. The, like the the ones that trailblazed. I mean, the Casamigos with George Clooney was recent, but I was like, that's like the first one I knew of that was like a celebrity backed alcohol that became like that's a normal alcohol. Like that's yeah. just that's a go to yeah. brand for like every bar has Casamigos. Um, Aviation Gin with Ryan Reynolds is like that. Uh, the Rock Tequila uh, Terramana. It wasn't bad. I drank I didn't it. Try it wasn't it, bad. So. I like Casamigos better, to be yeah. honest. But I only tried their Blanco. I haven't tried like their Reposado. Did, Pete, did he ever do one? Or was... Didn't he have Ciroc? Isn't his, yeah, didn't, didn't he have yeah. Ciroc Vodka? So I guess Ciroc. Uh, is Ciroc still around? I haven't heard of I don't know. I, I don't know. I I'm Google. sure in like years. the depths of, of corner stores in the city. But yeah, no, Casamigos is everywhere. Wasn't it billed as like a top shelf? Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't, well, I don't like Baca at all. So, like, I don't. Sean John and then Ciroc. Sean John wasn't like, was Sean John fancy? No, no, it wasn't a fancy clothing, but in the hip hop world, yeah. Yeah, yes. um, yeah I haven't, I don't know anything about Ciroc. I haven't, I don't even think I've ever tried it. No. But they had like, a, didn't they have like different flavors? I'm sure they had like lime or lemon or, or, now they have, I follow this guy on Instagram and I like watching the videos because the videos are fun. He's called the tipsy bartender. Yeah. I want to say he's Jamaican or some kind of Islander. It's, he has a slight accent, but I guess he must've started this Instagram page years ago, just doing like showing people how to make regular drinks. Yeah. But now it's gotten like way out of hand where he'll do like, it's like that meals by Coog. No, but like more ridiculous. Oh, he'll, he'll do one where it's like, like whipped cream vodka 
but he'll do it like in a milkshake with like peanut butter and then he'll cover the rim of the glass in like chocolate sauce and then dip it in Reese's pieces and then put whipped cream oh, so on top. so he's going all the way Yeah, out. but like the alcohol is like the, like I wouldn't the want to drink alcohol isn't yeah. the base, basis Yeah, of one of them he did where he like cored an apple and then he put like a bot, like a miniature bottle of like a like a fruity vodka in it, and then he candied the outside of the apple, and then like dipped it in Skittles, and it's like who's eating that? Like it's yeah. it's really ridiculous stuff, like a lot of yeah. bubble gum. Well, people stuff. love that, I feel like, but they're also very hard to make, like on your own. Like I wouldn't make this. <laughs> like it's a crazy. It, it would also cost a shit ton of money to yeah. make this for like yeah. people coming over to my house. So, but tipsy bartender, shout out. He makes really cool videos. You should check him out. Um, right, that's all for me today. Yeah. So uh, thank you guys very much for watching check out so much more of our content on tiktok instagram facebook vimeo and um our podcast is on apple Podcasts. you know anywhere you get podcasts but if you want the video uh it's on spotify and maybe we'll have a new youtube up and running soon we shall see we'll see what we can do for you but uh thank you very much for listening and we'll catch you next time